All right. Welcome back, my friend. What's up, man? Back on the airwaves. Yep. Yep. Last time we were here, uh, I think we had a guest. Today's episode is guestless. Guestless, yep. Just, just us, but that's okay. Yep, yep. We're the we're the real show. Yep. At the end of the day, we are. Um, lot to talk about. There's a lot going on. Um, Beautiful Friday afternoon. Right, so we'll try, to, evening. we'll try to wrap it up so we can soak up the sun. Maybe we could go sit up on the roof. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe have a beverage or two. I'd do that. Yeah. I'd do that. We'd have to get them. Well, actually, fun fact, my roommate, he works at, a, at this brewery. Oh. And what breweries do when, because it's like very nice beer. So you have to get rid of the beer. So well, because whenever a can gets a dent, they won't sell it. Mm. So he gets to bring it home. Really? So we've got some good stuff in that fridge, Oh, actually. just sitting around? Yeah. Oh, that saves the, the journey. Well, if, if a dented can is okay with you. I'll have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right, so June 3rd, Friday... Um, we're going to talk NBA Finals. Our Celtics are, are back in there. Actually, before we talk NBA Finals, I just want to say, you know, we've obviously been Celtics homers this whole time, but I want to put it on record that clearly our confidence was warranted. Well, we yeah. made, I don't, I'm not going to count our chickens before they hatch, but we made it to the finals. You, you did at one point say on these airwaves that we were cursed. I did. And, and I'm going <laughs> to find that clip, and, and I'm going to mix it in. But, yeah, so NBA Finals... Um, LeBron's a billionaire, uh, Phil Knight, Nike owner, making some noise, trying to buy the Blazers. There's some WNBA expansion news. Uh, Nike's doing some weird stuff. You never showed me those, by the way. Oh, the, the, the general, general shoe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, show it to me on air. Um, well, I can look them up. What else? Ryan Fitzpatrick retired. A little bit of NFL news. Um... But yeah, you know we're gonna, we're gonna bounce around. I'm sure you've got plenty of little tidbits. I've got a bunch. I think actually this might be one of the few times we haven't necessarily coordinated. So yeah. it'll be interesting. It's probably better when we when we surprise each other, right? In terms I think of so. what we have. Yeah. Um, but let's start um, <clears throat> right in with the NBA. Celtics pull away late, take game one of the NBA Finals after a stressful journey. Um, it's taking them yeah. to get here. I mean, I guess to your point, maybe we we start and talk a little bit about that Heat series, right? Because well, actually, last time we were here. It was still the Bucks. No, the, the no, last just beat the Bucks. The last time we recorded was yeah. right before Game One right. against the Heat. Right, and so it's been a clearly a long series since then. Um, shout out to Jimmy Butler and the supporting cast over in Miami. Yeah, you know, beast. it was a hell of a series. Um, you know, the the East and the the East playoffs, I think, is always a bit of a gauntlet, and you see a lot of familiar faces. Um, the Celtics Heat rivalry, I think kind of goes back at least a decade now up to this point in terms of meeting up in the playoffs. And Jimmy did um, a good job of filling in those shoes. So hats off to, to those fellas. Unbelievably stressful series to watch, though. So very glad that's behind us. Well, because this is what happened, right? It's like we played the Nets, and I was like, I was really stressed out during the Nets series because we had to beat the Nets. If we yeah. lost to the Nets when I in the first round after this season, I would have been demoralized. Right, and they'd probably have to sh- <laughs> they'd shake up the team. There'd be some murmurs. and But like... But at the same time, it wouldn't have been that bad because it was we're Nets. still the Nets, Kyrie right, and Katie. Right. But then the Bucks, I'm like, okay, we defending champs. We should win this series. They're down Chris Middleton, but they are the defending champs. It right. is Giannis. Maybe yeah. they'll give us some trouble. We pull it out. The Heat series. At this point, I'm all the way bought in. Not that I wasn't bought in before, right. but it, I'm getting flashbacks we're to 2020. To we're starting to get taste. We're clearly the better team, right. um, and they don't really have Kyle Lowry yep. or Hero. Um, and this would be the second time we're playing the Heat in the conference finals when we were clearly the better team. If we had lost again, 
the, and if we lost a three-two lead, I don't know if I could recover from that. Yeah. And the team, they they certainly wouldn't have been able to recover. Well, you know, that's a scenario we won't have to worry about. Well, dude, and I was I was saying this um, off air, and I've, well, I've probably texted you this numerous times. I would rather go up against any coach, but Eric Spolstra oh, in yeah. the playoffs, dude. The way. I don't know. They were they they are they got to be the most annoying team to play in the playoffs in oh, in the league. Hands down. I mean, I think Spolster is a Hall of Fame coach. At the end of the day, and he clearly did his homework because Tatum was in hell. Brown was in shackles. Dude, one game they had what? What was it like? Twenty seven steals or yeah. was nineteen steals? Well, Something like no, that. No, it was the game I went to. I think right. Game three. Yeah, game three. I went to. They had Tatum and Brown combined for thirteen turnovers. Or something like that. It was just yeah. abysmal. I mean, granted, we almost we came back. Actually, we were down big time. We crawled back to one. The place was rocking. It was great vibes after a series of bad vibes. But no, they they're a serious uh, defensive team. But um, we won in the end, obviously. Uh, and so now we're, we're facing the Warriors. Um, actually, real quick, if Jimmy Butler uh, had pulled it off in Game Seven. That's a legacy for him. Dude, that's what they do. That's what this team does is they, like, <coughs> they, um, even if the game's close or if they have the lead, apparently, up 11 with, what, two minutes to go, they don't know how to run offense in, in late games Ime's, situations. may starting to rein him in, though. Yeah, may starting to babysit him. Last night, he's, like, calling a timeout yeah. every 30 seconds down the stretch to make sure they're, they're running plays. Right. But, okay, speaking of game one... Um, obviously, in, in terms of context, you know, the Warriors are the Warriors. What, this is their sixth appearance in the last eight years yep. or something like that? They're, I mean, I think they had won, like, 15 games a couple years back, so they kind of sucked. And, I mean, clearly... They had the number one overall pick. Yeah, so they they flipped that around. I mean, duh. Now that Clay, Curry, and, and Draymond are playing, that's their core. And the finals experience uh, between the two teams, that's also kind of... A contrast, right? It's pretty drastic. It's like 150 plus games combined versus zero. Um, so a bit of a David and Goliath on paper, but in my opinion, I mean the teams are fairly even matched. They're they're great teams and and all that sort of stuff. Um, what did you think about Game One? I enjoyed it. I thought it was great basketball. All around. Well, going back to how stressed out I was mm-hmm. for the Heat series, I was literally like, I would get like. I would freak out if we were like down four <laughs> zero at the beginning of a game. It was just like every every second was so unsettling. Right. Which and it was just such a relief that we finally beat the Heat mm-hmm. um, and got out of the Eastern Conference Finals. That I went into this game extremely relaxed. Right. Um, obviously, I was very excited for it. I want them to win, but there was just no stress. Mm-hmm. It was like playing with house money. Right. It's like if they if they win, I'll be ecstatic. If they lose, I'll be sad, but it's not like I really expect them to win. But then as the game continued to go on, I'm like, wow. You know, it's a back and forth game. Like the Warriors, Steph we Curry's coming out punch. hot. We survived the punch too. Yeah, we scored like, 21 in the first or something. Warriors are coming out hot. We're responding. We're staying in the game. We're making shots. <clears throat> Whole moving team the ball well. Playing good defense. Like that play when Jalen turns the ball over, comes back down, smacks the block, then the dunk. I'm like, yep. wow, these guys kind of look like they belong right. right now after seven games of looking like absolute dog shit right. against the Heat. So, like, they're convincing me as right. this game's going on. They're like, okay, we belong now. that They have me caring yep. a lot now yep. that they actually can win this game. Um, 
And then when they went on that run in the fourth quarter, I was it was like that was like surreal. I was like, yeah, that was unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I didn't Usually even know we're how to on react. The receiving end of those sort of runs. We don't we don't make shots. Like that was that. what seven straight threes in a row. They scored forty points in the forty one points in the fourth quarter. I mean, um, I anytime that your team is playing away in a series, the goal is to take one of the games, and so to be able to start the series by taking one game away. <laughs> That's a good sign. And not to mention, in my... I mean, I think we played fairly well, but I didn't think we played that good. Yeah, I think I think we played a, a slightly better than average overall game mm-hmm. with an unbelievable fourth quarter. And a great defense. The defense was, was the defense solid. Was un, the yeah. defense was stifling. Well, that's the thing is I think the, the Celtics, um, they switch well. I mean, you, you think of the, the people who they have out there. It's really just like, can this person guard multiple positions? Can we switch a lot? Not to mention... The Warriors just run around. Can you imagine running around with Curry or, or Clay all game? I need a sub in five minutes. I mean, dude, they even. looked lost yeah. the first six minutes of the game because they were like, they just weren't guarding Steph. Well, you know what they're doing is the Warriors will set a ball screen that brings Rob Williams up, and so they they force the switch or whatever. Now you got Rob on the perimeter, which is probably somewhat of a mismatch. He played great though. Oh, unbelievable! So happy he's healthy. But at the same time, you take Rob away from the paint. Now there's less of that rebounding factor that he plays over there. So Kerr was was definitely doing his little chess piece thingies, but you know once once Curry kind of cooled down a little bit, I thought it opened it up. I thought Jordan Poole was uh, barbecue chicken out there. I, I think it was smart to kind of go after him. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's my overall take. It's nice to be up one and zero. The series isn't over. Obviously things can change. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors definitely. I mean they were up ten at one point or eleven or whatever. So. It's that sort of team with the kind of experience that in any two-minute span they could put up, they can rain on you just like any championship That's what team we could do. We were doing. We we were giving them a dose of, of of their own medicine. Right. Right. I mean, dude, we're we're certainly we we don't come on this podcast to get deep in the analytics of it all. We nope. don't come on here to debate. But my high-level reaction is that, um, and I've like I'm very critical of Jason Tatum. I think as I think Boston One fans basket in the last three quarters. Well, dude, I just think Boston fans are like. I think everybody outside of Boston has like prematurely proclaimed this guy as like the second coming of I don't even know who like he's like a, a top five superstar I hate that right. terminology but he's like this top five player in the league and I love Jason Tatum but like if people actually watch him on a night in night out basis it would drive you nuts and there's flashes obviously he the, he it's very clear that he is on the road to and is made of the mold of a potential superstar but. Like you said, these things happen. I'm just still in the camp that people don't give Jalen Brown nearly enough credit for anything, let alone last night. Um, he's the, basically the reason they took could over. stayed in that game. He took over. And I just think, I don't know, I don't, t- to me, Tatum, he's, he's not fully that guy just yet. At the same time, though, and my point would be that you don't always need, I mean, obviously any team kind of, it's nice to have somebody to point to and be like, this person can get me a bucket whenever I need it. But it's okay to be a great scorer, great defender, great overall player within a great system. No, I agree. I agree. And then there's nothing wrong with that. No. It's just when people try to be like, hail him as this like unbelievable talent. <laughs> it, it like sometimes it drives me a little. Well, nuts. you know, I'm I'm glad he's on our team and not on another. No, I am. Um, I am. But yeah. one one kind of final point I have about uh, about the Celtics game is um, the post-game conferences, huh? So, or the post-game, what do you, what do you call those? Interviews? Uh, yeah. Press conferences? Yeah, press conferences. Um, 
Draymond went out to say that, you know, they weren't too worried about that game, which maybe it could be true. Maybe they aren't too worried. None of them seem very worried. No, I mean, it's game one. You obviously don't want to panic. There's a lot of basketball to be played, but he said, uh, you know, they were dominating for the first 41, 42 minutes. And what did you say? He was looking through the box score. Yeah, he was saying Derek White, Marcus Smart, Horford, and Pritchard combined 15 for 23 from three. Yeah, we'll be all right. You know, we're homers, so obviously the bias is there. Um, What I will say, though, is that this is the sort of team that can afford for Tatum or Brown not to be playing amazing because Horford will play great. Smart is honestly the best version of Smart I've ever seen. I don't know if winning a depoy really just energized him, but he's great. It almost looks like getting by Miami energizing. He looks relaxed as ever right, out there. Right, right. Yeah, he does. It's like he is almost like well, he felt see, the pressure. Do you see the time he was driving to the basket and he went like behind his back? That was ridiculous. Back? Yeah. Him too. It's like, he, I, some <laughs> dude, these guys... I, I don't know. Some, I don't know. What I they, just want to go to a parade. Heads. But all right, that's that's enough uh, fawning over that. I, guess. Did, I will say it did cross my mind as time was expiring. I was like, is this the best game? Did we just give the Warriors our best game? That crossed my mind. I was You, you might have texted me that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so at all. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if I was a Warriors fan, I'd be saying the Celtics just gave us their best game. Yeah. I mean, Curry might have gave us his best quarter. I can live with that. That being said, this Clay was also lighting it up earlier. Right. But in other basketball news, um, the Lakers have a new head coach, Frank Vogel out, Darvin Ham in. Um, you know, he was former a, player. Former player, former assistant on the Lakers, former Bucks assistant. Um, so he won a ring with them in, in 21 last season. Um, I can't sit here and say that I know much about the fella or anything um, like that. But <laughs> what I do know is that along that interview process um, for the next Lakers head coach, one of the main topics that was discussed was um, how they would fit Russell Westbrook into the LeBron and AD show. That was like the main things. Like how would you coach him into this system? Like a, like a case study. Yeah, like how can you make this work is what they were saying. It's like, look, we, we can't move him. Can you make it work? And clearly he must have impressed them. Yeah. Um, what I will say or what I will restate that I've heard from other mm. people mm. is Darwin Ham is very he's a big player development guy. Mm. Like he got he they attribute a lot of Giannis's success to him, Brooke Lopez. Oh. Um, That's what you need. You, there was another guy past I'm LeBron. Blanking. To be honest, but, they're probably thinking they need a guy for four or five years. LeBron's not going to be on your team in four or five years. Well, I'm thinking they, I'm thinking they, they're thinking they need someone to figure out how to get AD playing like fucking Anthony Davis again. Because two years ago, people were comparing him to Giannis, and now he's fucking useless. I think so. Um, but um, Darvin Ham. So I mean, to to your point about them bringing that up about um, what would you, how would you make this work? Is that concerning that they're they're willing to to go at that again with that? With that trio? You know, as you know, sometimes reality just hits you and you're left with, you know, your, your options are laid out for you. And essentially their option is you're not really moving him necessarily. Or if you are, it's going to be maybe later in the season. So at, there will be games where the three of them need to play. And at the end of the day, too, like not to make this about shitting on any of them, they are three great basketball players. They're three at the end of the day, Hall of Famers, probably. They are three Hall of Famers. They are incredibly good at basketball. At their best, they are the, some of the three best players in the league. It, I don't think it's Vogel's fault, but... I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of people in Los Angeles who did think it was that. I mean, at the end of the day, maybe he just wasn't putting them into the best situations. 
I'm not saying that they were he also wasn't. never healthy, right? And so there's a lot of factors there. Um, I'm not concerned that they're planning on running it back. Maybe, just maybe, they're they'll be better, right? Well, is that a, you know, is that a flip of a coin, right? And and you'd probably agree with me on this. And we're we're gonna sound like a couple of um, LeBron fanboys over here, but I all I want is one more deep LeBron James playoff run. You know, it's all I want. I want to see him averaging 32, 12, and 8 for one more run. That's why um, for the Seas, winning right now would satisfy me for 10 years. Like, if the Seas won this season, obviously I'm rooting for them every season, but I would, I would be more open to a, a visual outward rooting for Mr. James. Well, dude, not to go back to the whole Eastern Conference thing, but if they had lost to Miami, like, and to your point, the East is, like, now really good. So, like, if you lose a Game 7 to the Heat, who are clearly a better team, you got to go back next year with the Yon, Yon Bucks again, the Philly again, the Heat again might get better. The Bulls. The, the Nets might figure it out. Yeah. The Bulls are still getting better. The Calves are up and coming. Right. The Hawks might figure it out. Like, right. dude. You just can't waste opportunities, and I'm and I'm and I'm just so happy they didn't. No, no, I'm I'm glad they didn't. And just to bring it back to your point about um, and this is this is low key a basketball pod, I think sometimes. Um, but then again, what other sports basketball are you pod during uh, basketball season? Right. Um, but I was gonna say about LeBron and another run. Um, if Wardell Curry walks out with a championship here, you know he has the same amount of rings as that's what everybody's talking Mr. about. James, everybody's talking about it, and so it's that's why we got to bring it up. Um, the goat conversations are, be, and they have been. You know, I, I think when when you look back at their careers, like you know, there's Magic and Bird. I'm not saying that it's Curry and LeBron, but a lot of people who are watching basketball in the 2010s will compare them because they faced up together and this and that. I don't need to explain it. But if Curry wins this ring, how do you see? that conversation shifting. Does our boy lose some face with that? I don't think so. I don't think it's a zero-sum game, but the comparisons are already there. The dialogue I mean, is happening. <clears throat> I would personally put no stock to it, but yep. I think a lot of people would. But going back to your point about how it's kind of been Curry versus LeBron, you know, I think we really miss... It should have been Kobe and, and LeBron, mm. and we really... We, that got robbed of yep, us yep. Um, because of LeBron's right. shitty Cleveland if, team. If, if Kobe and LeBron were able to face off a couple times, then the Curry comp- comparisons be gone. But at the same time, then we got our, our, our Boston Lakers matchups. Right. But I don't know. I think people will try to make the, um, <clears throat> the jump there. Um, I don't think it's warranted just because... I don't know. I mean, I think if if Curry wins this, then he's probably like the second or first best point guard of all time. I think that's fair. Well, I mean, you you don't watch that guy play the way he played in game one and, and just in the playoffs in general. And at this point, if you – I think at this point it is safe to say he is the undisputed best shooter of all time. He, you he, cannot argue that for a second. He put – I don't watch much West basketball at all. I didn't watch much of their playoff run to this mm. point, but he, he puts my jaw on the floor for some I mean, of the things he does. I mean, you simply expect that when the ball leaves his hands, it will drop. He yeah. shot like 70% from three. Yeah. Like – He's unreal. Um, but I forgot the main point there. We were talking about the – LeBron's Le- legacy. One yeah. more playoff run. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, since we're talking about LeBron, 
Our man, LeBron, <clears throat> LeBron James, the king, is now the first ever active NBA player to eclipse $1 billion in, in net worth. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's made a lot of dough. And obviously, it's not all from contracts. But I will say, uh, in terms of legacy, obviously, it's not all about what you do on the court. Sometimes it's what you do on the negotiating table. And boy, did he do it right on the negotiating yep, table. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, Rich Paul <clears throat> needs his flowers. And just for reference, so he's coming off a year where he just made $121.2 million, the most of his career, which is nuts. Um, but in total, just list off um, some of the other like sizable investments he made. So Blaze Pizza, obviously, is a pizza Have you been man. There? I don't love it. I went once. I actually didn't uh, mind it, but the desserts look yummy. I haven't been in a while. Maybe we'll go again. Yeah. Um, Tonal, which is one of his more recent ones, they just like they're valued at like I think four billion right now. Lyft didn't know that he was very early on Lyft. The hot, I'm surprised the they hung mustaches. Around. I mean, not that they not surprised. They well, hung Uber around, kind of fumbled the bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's obviously has Spring Hill Company, which is worth upwards of three hundred million dollars. He's very involved with Fenway Sports Group, which gives him partial ownership to the Red Sox, Liverpool, Fenway Roush, Fenway Racing, and the Penguins. <clears throat> he has eighty million dollars currently sitting in real estate assets. Um, but I think the house he lives in is at least half of that. Jeez. Um, and then early in his career, he was invested early, very, very early on in Arnold Schwarzenegger's company, Beach Day. What's that? Which was a fitness company that ended up getting acquired a couple times by oh. various things. Damn. Um, but yeah, LeBron is made out pretty damn well for himself over the years. I'm happy for him. Me too. And, and you know, I think uh, the Brady, um, you know, the... the Brady parallel is there in that um, I think they're realizing that there's a lot of career to be had. I mean, and this has obviously always been the case, but now there's so much more money to be made off your brand that I'm sure LeBron's post-playing career will be quite interesting. I mean, even Kobe. Kobe's post-playing career yeah. was, you know, full of business investments, body armor, yeah. all, all these things too. So I'm sure, you know, he wants to be on the court, but I bet he's very much looking forward to being able to focus on the investment. I mean, dude, it's crazy. You bring up Brady. Uh, obviously, basketball and football – very different, right. much more money in the NBA, but Brady's net worth isn't even, he doesn't even sniff no. that, and he, he may not for at least, you know, 10 years, Right. but... Um, Speaking of Brady, uh, well, before we leave, actually, no, let's go right to Brady. I watched the match the other day. You watched a lot of it? You're not a big golf guy. No, I watched, I watched a lot of it. It, it happened to be on. Um, was, that, I, was that YouTube TV coming in for you? It was YouTube TV. Um, there, there, you know who's really winning the finals? YouTube, YouTube TV. TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I was, I was watching it. I, and in terms of me not being a big golf guy, I actually need to start collecting clubs. <laughs> just, just do it in one full swoop. It's kind of expensive. <laughs> it is expensive. Like, but think about you'd it. You'd be dropping a couple of racks. I mean, dude, no? I've had... Well, that's like brand new, nice clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I If you just buy like a set of used irons, it's affordable. But like, I've had my irons since my sophomore year of high school. Mm. So like, it's, it's it's not like it's a recurring investment. It's not like a backbreaker, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's on my list of things to do because the weather's nice. I'd like to be out there hitting the ball. I enjoy golf, actually. I think it's quite fun. And I think... And I'll get to the match. But I think what slightly held me back about golf was that I expected people who golfed to be incredible at golf, when in reality, they're like average at best. I There's mean, obviously, a lot of like <coughs> you're average. probably much better at golf than I am. Not even probably, you definitely are. But at the end of the day, like, you're not nasty I'm, at golf. I'm not golf. that good. Right, yeah. right. And so knowing that, I think it's easier to get into it's it. It's okay to be average at golf. That's right. the beauty of it. Right, right. Um, but no, the match was fun. Um, for those who don't know, 
It was Brady and Rodgers playing against Mahomes and Josh Allen. Um, can you ex- – oh, yeah, I guess you didn't watch it, but I, I don't know the right terminology to describe how they played. I want to say a scramble, but that might not be right. Um, I think it was best ball, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it, it might have been best <coughs> it was ball. Probably that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was best ball. So it's like, um, yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You take like the best score each hole. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what they were doing. Ultimately, Brady and, and Rogers pulled out to win it. It was kind of funny because they were mic'd up. They had Charles Barkley. Ernie was was talking. Those things are stuff. entertaining. No, it was, the it one was, they did with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson was great a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean Brady was zero two in this, and so he he really pulled it together. So he he got his first win. They said if he lost, that would have been the first time he's lost. Three times straight since like 2003. <laughs> three like times that. straight in, in like in anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a good that's a good record. But, but it was <laughs> funny because um, this dude Aaron Rodgers truly did not speak. I don't think the whole time. He's like, a he he's was a the loser, only man. one taking it seriously. He's, I think he's got to be like I can't think of a guy another guy in sports that's that good that is that uncharismatic. <laughs> no, yeah. But it was funny, and th- this is the part of it not being very good, is so when you watch professional golf, obviously you have the fans on the sidelines. They're all clustered up, watching, enjoying, having a good time. But that's because you're watching professional golfers, right? It's like very unlikely you're going to get smoked with the ball. <laughs> At the match, though, like slices left and right. Like it must have hit the crowd like 15 times. Slight exaggeration, but not really. Like... These people were clustered, getting smacked with balls, and then like they, they were saying, like we play football, like we throw balls around, like you, you got to be watching out for your own safety here, like it, you got to be on high alert. Yeah, you got to be on high alert. But it was, I, it was entertaining. Were they, were they, um, because what what professional golfers are do, like let's say I hit you with a ball, mm-hmm. I'll like come give you a signed glove. Were, were they, were they doing anything like that, helping out the fans? I don't think they were really. I don't think they were interacting with the fans. I, I imagine the safety warnings were a little bit more direct. Right, with this right. One. That's gotta hurt getting. Uh, with it must have ball. fucking killed, but um, it looked like they're having a blast. Mahomes is, was drinking some Michelob, or actually, no, it was a course. It was a course. All right. Well, we're, let's move on to our man Phil Knight. So Phil Knight, former—I mean, he's Phil Knight, the, the founder of Nike, yep. the, the shoe dog himself. Um, just put in a two billion dollar bid for the Blazers, who are not for sale. The Portland Trail Blazers are not for sale, but he worth. wants to buy them. I'm gonna look it up. I mean, probably about $2 billion, yeah, right? No. He wouldn't put in that lowball of a bid. Right. But the bid was in partnership with Dodgers co-owner Alan Smolinski. Hmm. So, dude, I feel like all these guys, they, they own one team, and then they, like, get the, get the ownership franchise fever, and they're like, I need another yeah, one. Yeah, I need more. They, they want to have, like, a con- 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 conglomerate. So they're valued at $2 billion. Fair offer. So it's, it's a fair offer. Um, no more, no less. You know, so and you know, nineteen million dollars operating income. I mean, I feel like those—they must view those just as like solid business fundamental like assets. I'm going to buy this team. I mean, it's there are going to be people who go to watch. I mean, Phil Knight, he created Nike. I know he's a running guy, but I'm sure he likes all sports. Yeah, (laughs) he's probably just like this would be cool to to do with my with my latter years. And last time we were on here, or maybe it was the time before, (laughs) we were talking about the new TV deal that's coming up. I mean, surely he wants a slice of that pie. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, it's it it's it it is it's an appreciating asset at the end of the day. Like the Blazers' value will go up. I'm sure the city of Portland is nice. 
Yeah, yeah. Portland's nice. Um, um, is that nearby the Nike facility? I know it's in um, it's in Oregon. It's in Eugene, I believe. Yeah, Nike's all. But I'm in not Eugene. sure how far Eugene is from Portland. I, 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 how I understand it, Eugene is in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's like right. very hard to get to from like a tourism perspective. Oh shit! But yeah. Um, talking about. Uh, NBA purchasing, though, the WNBA is set to expand. They're adding a team that is either going to be in Nashville, Oakland, or Toronto by 2025. And they're implementing this model where anybody that wants to join the WNBA, I think most sports actually do do this. I know the NFL is known for doing it. But there's going to be a 15 to $20 million expansion fee. So let's say you wanted um, to start an WNBA team, you'd have to pay the league right. that expansion fee, and it would get dispersed between the teams. Now, you might not know this, but do they do an expansion draft? Similar to the NBA, where it's like, um, I don't know, you, you protect a set amount of players, and um, then the, the ones you don't protect are like free grabs, I imagine, because the team has to get populated in like some... Play. I imagine that's how they do it. Yeah. I bet that's how most, most leagues do I, it. I kind of like that they have, um, I mean, I think it's a three-round draft at the WNBA, um, but going back to the expansions, what, so you said Toronto, Nashville... Or Oakland. Okay. Oakland, Oakland feels like cool. an outlier there. Yeah, I think I feel like Oakland is losing all their teams right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's probably why they'd want to go back. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised about Nashville, but I guess not really, you know, because it it's a popping place. Like, I bet uh, they've done their market research. Right, right. <laughs> it's, but Toronto, I wonder if they have. I don't know if they have a team already in Canada. That's a good question. I doubt they do. I don't think they do. Yeah. So I think they they can't go wrong with either one. You know, I've heard great things about Toronto. We should try and go. I've been once many years ago, like six or seven years ago. I'd love to go again. It's in Toronto's. Is that on the west side? East. It's, it's north. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's in Ontario, oh, which right. is uh, not too far from us. But nice. Go WNBA. I'm yeah. a Connecticut. Go Connecticut Sun. And then uh, one of the last things we have on the NBA is that our man Jalen Brown has signed with Donda Sports, Kanye West's uh, sports management agency. It, and, and Antonio Brown, I believe. Antonio well. Brown is a client and part owner, I think. I'm but also, more, I mean, probably bigger than Jalen Brown signing with them. Aaron Donald is also one of their their premier clients. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to know how that organization is structured, but something tells me that it's not a clown show. I mean, Aaron Donald was quoted on I Am Athlete saying he genuinely thinks it is a great opportunity for him to explore and be exposed to some things off the field that he would not otherwise have the opportunity to do. Is that verbatim what he said? It's basically. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it probably does come with, like, some cool exposure to the arts, right? Like, it's Kanye. I mean, I mean there's no denying Kanye's, a, like, a good businessman. Yeah. He's worth a I lot mean, of he, fucking money. I, I don't know if you remember. It's not when, from his music. When we were in high school, he was, like, broke. Not broke. Like, obviously, he had more money than, than we did, but, like, he wasn't how he is today. Like, this was... Like the the it, it was kind of pre Yeezy. The Yeezys yeah. really helped him. And his partnership with Gap. Yeah, yeah. But and not to make this a, a pop culture pod by any means, but um, my girlfriend has me watching the new Kardashians. Oh, they, yeah. What's up with that? Didn't they stop their show and now they, they stopped it? Then they brought back a new version. But but what's different? Um, I don't know. I think they're all just way more rich now. Because oh. before they were kind of just like a fake celebrity family, but now they're like a real celebrity family. And now people, a lot of people attribute that. To Kanye, because Kanye is a big like into fashion, like mm. you said, he like kind of made Kim this fashion made her icon. Yeah. yeah, now she's got her her stuff. Yeah. Um, but well, what's what's that show on? Huh? Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Well, one last thing about basketball <coughs> is that the um, 
NBA draft is coming up. It's in a few weeks from now. Um, I don't have much to say about it. I imagine next time we come on our pod, we'll, we'll maybe we can focus it a little bit more on that. Uh, you know, when your team's not in the lottery, you're not paying as much attention to the draft. But the draft class this year looks good. Um, what I did want to talk about, though, is Chet Holmgren. He's, like, the only guy I know in this draft. It's like Jabari Smith. There's this number of guys. Well, but he, he, he definitely probably has the biggest name recognitions. And he'll go, he'll go high in it, I think. Um, but he's been talking a lot lately, a little bit. Like, he was saying that he uh, – I mean, and it's okay to be confident. Uh, I can't knock confidence. But, you know, when Luka lost in the playoffs, he was saying, you know, I'll see you out there soon. Um they they interviewed him about who the best player in the league is. He said him, um, and so Chet yeah. Chet Chet's got a lot to say. I you hope better, you, you better you better Chet yourself before you wreck yourself. You know you buddy. heard it, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first because it's true that I think um, you know the transition. I think maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I think coming from college or just youth amateur, whatever you want to call it, to the NBA is probably a smoother transition than for a sport like football or even baseball. Is he for young? That matter. Chet? Yeah, is yeah. he like, is he, he was one and done? Or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, but the guy's thin. Very thin. Very Sickly. thin. You know, he, he's not like a shot creator. He doesn't make his own shots. And so What's his bread and butter? He's like a he's a shooter. Well, he's, he's very, very tall. He's very tall. He's very skilled. He's like he he's kind of like a he's he like a unicorn well. type of guy. He's kind of he's, yeah, he's like a a skinny Zingus, but um, I could be shortchanging him. Either way, I wish him well. We'll talk more. We'll we'll do our deep dives next time. Safe to say, we're going to keep an eye on him. Well, he'll be he'll be on the radar until they send him to the purgatory that is Oklahoma City, <laughs> and then he'll disappear from our radars. Boy, Al must have been have Al. Al says a lot how happy he was to get that call from Brad really? that he was coming home. Dude, he was he was toiling away over there. Um, but one last basketball thing we talked been doing a lot of basketball. PJ Tucker um, is well known for for loving sneakers. He's a big sneakerhead. Wears like really flashy shoes while he plays. Um, somebody ran the numbers, and through the Eastern Conference Finals, he wore on his feet over $124,000 worth of sneakers. Jeez. And that's in no more than 21 games. So do the math on the average there. Damn. Expensive. You think that's like a couple pairs that are just worth a fuck ton? Or? Well, I think something about PJ, he like really cycles them through. Well, he, I mean, I think he's like a... Not even think. He's by all means a legitimate sneakerhead. Like, he's like no. He's probably the biggest in the NBA. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd love well, to know. He's ancient, by the way. He's very old. Well, Thirty. Mid thirties. Like Thirty-eight. Really? Thirty-nine. Yeah. I feel. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I. This is kind of not the same. But I was looking at this um, side by side, and it was J Lo on one end, and then it was like maybe some older actress from the eighties or whatever, and they were both fifty. And obviously, like, a clear contrast in how they look. Um, J-Lo looks much younger and youthful than this person. I think the same is kind of for athletes. I mean, we've been saying it, but, like, injuries just aren't the same anymore. And so I think a lot of these players who are older but can still play, can still run around, see the money is going up and just, like, understand maybe, like, they know their own game. They need to go out there and shoot and play defense. If I'm them, I'm stretching my career out too. What the hell? Well, PJ, he, PJ was in LeBron's draft class, yeah. but he went to college, so he's he's older than LeBron. Oh shit! Um, but dude, I, I completely agree. I bet guys like like Jalen Rose. I mean, he's a little older, but I bet guys like Jalen Rose, maybe guys that were in that like 2000 through like 2006 draft class, mm. are really rethinking how they maybe treated their bodies earlier in their career, right. looking at these these contracts. Right. Right. 
But you said that's all you had for hoop? That's it. All right. That's all I had on basketball. We move. We move. Um, I have one thing on the NFL okay. in this dormant time for football, and that is that Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, that bearded, wonderful man, has retired from the NFL. And I'm just going to rattle off all the teams he played for. So that was Rams, Bengals. And is in order? I believe this is in yeah. order. Um, so it was throughout his career. Rams, Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, Jets, Bucks, Dolphins, and closed it out with the football team. And correct me if I'm wrong, did he ever have any two stints with the same team? Maybe not. Good question. I think he did. I think he might have gone to Washington twice. I think he might have been to the Jets twice. Jeez. Um, maybe now, the, I think maybe the Dolphins twice. That's could a be career wrong. well lived, though. And at the end of the day, he I, put up some numbers, man. I was gonna say we love to shit on um, no name or you know underperforming quarterbacks here, but he wasn't one of them. You know, he he was serviceable, and there's really not at the end of the day that many serviceable quarterbacks in that league, and he was one of them. Yeah. Yep. But good for good for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. So um, shout out to him. Um, Fitzmagic is no more. That's all, That's pretty much all I had on my list. If you want to start okay. rattling through cool. your, yeah. your so no, quick no, bits, well, we're, yeah, we're at the part of this where I think we're done. But um, so I saw this clip of uh, international soccer, football as it's called, which, not to go on a tangent, makes so much more sense than soccer. At the end of the day, it, I'd love to be in the room when they came up with the name soccer. It, it does, sock. It doesn't make any er, sense. You know, wh- football. Like, is, look, is, look up on your phone right now where where the name soccer comes from because I'm genuinely curious. All right, let's see. Where does I kind of hate Google? I think it's because of my my current job, but Google just doesn't really always give you the answers, you know. But it it does give you um, definite answers, you know. Where does the name? Yeah, so soccer. Um, it used to be called Rugger. Wait, no. Oh, 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 okay. I, I guess it kind of makes sense a little bit. So, um, it, football, um, there was rugby football, which was shortened to rugger. And then there was association football. And so the word association was shortened to soccer, I think. Oh, all right. Yeah. That makes at least a little bit of sense. But anyways, back to the um, international football yeah, so, you were observing. So Saint Etienne, which is a team, um, duh. And let me just double check where it's from. Does Ethan still edit these? He does. Ethan, my boy. So Saint Etienne is a team out of France, which, which makes sense, actually. I knew the league was in France, but I just wanted to double check. So yeah, Saint Etienne, which plays in League Two in France, um, was relegated. Uh, not too long ago, right. um, which is a great system, by the way. makes perfect sense. And I saw this video. I think I might have sent it to you, but their fans stormed the field in what I think is the proper reaction to your team getting relegated. Only kidding. Obviously, no sponsoring of violence oh, here. But go, go ahead. I didn't realize. I thought that was a celebration. No, 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 no. I clearly no. didn't read the it, fine it was, print. It was punishment. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they, so they, were, they were, like, raging. Yeah, they were angry. So... Um, Basically, in short, fans' favorite team not only lost the game, but that loss sent them to essentially a lower league, um, which I imagine is just embarrassing. Loss of all losses. Right. And so the fans came prepared for this outcome clearly and had flares on them. 
and just ran on the field and we're, th- we're throwing it at the uh, team and, and team officials and, and staff as they were fleeing. It was actually very violent. Wow, you know, th- this... Does that change it for you in your head? Knowing it changes a lot for me. I mean, I was already like, I can't believe they, they, they bought flares or brought flares to this game. It feels incredibly unsafe. But now the fact that those flares were in anger yeah. makes it even, it was even more unsafe. They were sending a message. Um, and so any team out there who plays in a sport or a league that there's relegation, just know there are real-life consequences yeah. for not living up to expectations. Understand the consequences of, of your f- poor play Yep. And, yep. I, and poor management. And I want to imagine that the fans gave them a fair warning. They probably told them that we're not going to stand for this. They were probably quite clear about what their expectations were. Look, I mean, I'll, uh, watch Ted Lasso if yep. you want to understand anything about relegation. People take it very seriously. And you know what, too? Obviously, this clip just happened to come across our face. I bet it's not the first time that's happened. In fact, I, I'll go as far as to say I bet there's worse that's happened. That sport is crazy. You remember, Soccer's nuts. You remember, I don't know the exact scenario, so I'm going to like paraphrase here, but in the World Cup a couple years ago, like I'm pretty sure in some South American country, like they, or it could have been in the Middle East. I actually don't even know where it was. But a team lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to, and like they kidnapped their coach, or something like that. I mean, dude, or killed like, them. There, there was like something that happened 20, 25 years ago, and somebody led up a game-winning goal in the old World Cup. The guy got murdered. That might be what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, and that was that was like in the <laughs> 80s or 90s. People so. like. You know, maybe that's, I think that's the thing about America, right? Is that we certainly have our flaws, mm. but we have ample sport diversity yep. so that nobody can, you, you can't put all your eggs in one basket like with a- soccer. And it's not to say America is the funniest country. In fact, I, I, I wouldn't say that, but I think a lot of our stresses and, and emotions are let out in comedic ways. And I think Twitter and social media in general really gives people that outlet to let that steam and, out in a way that doesn't involve violence. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, the if the Celtics lose, I'd be... Distraught. I mean, let's, I mean I'll, be, I'll be distraught, but mm. uh, I'll, at least Boston, we live in a place with very competitive other teams. Yep. You know, I have other things to, to hang my hat right. on. Right. Well, it's funny, too, um, just to wrap up the soccer point, is I remember... Um, Speaking of the World Cup, Ghana was in the World Cup. I don't even remember what year this was. It might have been 20... I don't know. It was like at least a decade ago. But I remember there was a player who missed a penalty kick. And safe to say, that was the end of his career. I mean, dude, even in the last year, in the Europe World Cup, when that poor English kid, British British kid, missed that, <clears throat> missed the penalty. No way to live. Soccer's crazy. No way to Bottom live. line, soccer's um, nuts. And I, I know we're, we're coming on time, so another quick bite. Top Gun 2. People saying it's damn good. I heard it's amazing. I've never seen Top Gun 1, but everyone I've talked to, they, they, they love this movie. Yep. Even if they didn't like the first one. You know, Apparently I, the stunts are great. Well, what I'll say is Top Gun 1, very much a cheesy 80s movie, but quite enjoyable. Um, secondly, what I will say is I think... I, I don't doubt that the movie's good, actually. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think I might see it this upcoming weekend. But... I think people are just dying to go watch some movies in the theater. Well, dude, people are like flocking to the theater. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're gonna make uh, if you're gonna make a big splash, if you're gonna have a movie that depends on box office, it better be something like Top Gun Two or Harry Potter. You got or Star stars. Wars. You got action. You got uh, effects and scenes. Yep. Um, but yeah, so when we watch it, we'll circle back and we'll talk about yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, 
And then the final thing I have to say is this: I have a somewhat of a busy weekend. I actually had nothing to do this weekend, and now I'm going to a Red Bull cliff diving event. Um, so yeah, Red Bull is bringing their cliff diving spectacle to Boston. First time in nine They're years. They're bringing it back. They're bringing it and back. And I was there nine years ago, proudly. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on the torch. Uh, what, what what were your thoughts on it? Um, this was something that I was. I was dragged to. It was not. Mm. It did not go voluntarily, but I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't have a great view of it. Yeah. Basically, in Boston, there's this thing called the ICA. Very interesting building, but it's basically there's this big overhang. It's like oh. an L. Oh, it's okay. like an L but on its, its outdoors, side. Kinda? It's outdoors, outside, but it's like an indoor yeah. pavilion sort of thing. Yeah, but it's basically it's an L on its side, and Red Bull does this cliff diving series so they put like professional divers up top and they jump down from like because probably like 80 90 feet and this is the into, start of their in, season into the harbor yeah which is kind of gross freezing too no probably freezing cold year, yeah. and it's probably kind of gross yeah but. so this is the start of their season i think the rest of their events i'll call them take place overseas and keep in mind they this is cool because they traditionally actually jump off real cliffs not <laughs> not buildings Re- Oh, it's, oh! It's the top of the this building you described. They're yeah. jumping off. Oh. Like, look up the ICA. It's like truly just like an L-shaped structure, and they jump oh. off the top. Oh shit! Yeah. They don't jump I, off like a I diving I, board. I was ex- yeah, I was expecting like a diving board, um, but well, apparently they, they have a diving board on top right, of the building. Right. But, but I guess this is um, the height is about almost three times higher than the Olympic diving height, and they they reach speeds of close to fifty miles an hour. Jeez, that really puts it into perspective, yep. dude. Yep. Um, but that's all I got. You got to have elegant, uh, Im- impeccable form going into the you water know, at that speed. They're probably true professionals. They're probably true professionals. And you were telling me there's somebody who dominates this shit. That yeah, yeah. I, for- I forget his name, but the- yeah, there's a guy who is apparently perennial the- champ. Yeah, nine nine titles or something like that. So we rooting for that guy to not win again. But then again, getting double digits wins. You, you just watch the. You love to watch history. Yeah, man. Well, well, let me know how it goes. I was also thinking about going to that because I, I went last time. But it says you you had to get a ticket. I was expecting I have, to just show up. I have no clue, but I think they might have released free tickets June first. I mean, interesting. All right. Maybe you can get your hands on one, but well, you know that's a wrap. That's Good all. Pod. That's all you had. I think Good this was one of our better pods. It's nice to circle back around. You know. Yeah, we we really gotta be better about doing these things right. on a schedule. Yeah. Well, do we we have, I like your suggestion of putting it in the calendar. Yeah, I yeah. That, we're we're trying the, to be more organized. Life we live in now. Yeah. If it's not on the Google Calendar, it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah. All right. All right. Have a have a good weekend, everybody. Go go seize. Hello.